listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. This is your host, Tim Link, and I'm so excited that you're here with me today. Join us on the program today. A special guest is award-winning author and writer, Tracy Ahrens. Tracy will be here. Hey, hey, Tracy. How are you? Good, good, very good. Now, we'll we'll get into talking to your book here in a minute. you got a wonderful book called Raising My Furry Children. So we're going to get back with Tracy in just a moment. Right after we hear these commercial breaks, you're listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Pet Life Radio has tail-wagging, fur-flying, fabulous deals for our listeners from Petco. Get $6 off your order of $60 or more and up to 40% off the entire Petco site. That's right, but that's not all. Because you're a Pet Life Radio listener, you'll also get free shipping on your order of $49 or more. $6 off, up to 40% off, and free shipping from Pet Life Radio and Petco. To get these awesome deals, go to PetcoDeals.com. That's PetcoDeals.com. Petco, where the pets go. I'm not much of a reader, but I do wish I were more well read. There are so many great books coming out. I wish I could find a way to keep up. Audible.com makes it easy to stay well informed and catch up on your reading simply by listening. Audiobooks from Audible turn downtime into uptime. You'll be more productive and become well-read. Now I'm able to catch up on all the great books I've been wanting to read. With Audible, I feel smarter. Pet Life Radio listeners, try Audible.com now and get your first 30 days of Audible Listener Gold Membership plan free. And get a free audiobook. Choose from over 100,000 titles. To get this great deal, go to audibledeals.com. That's audibledeals.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back. Welcome back to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. This is your host, Tim Link. And joining me now is Tracy Ahrens, who recently released her book, Raising My Furry Children. Tracy, welcome to the show. Hi, Tim. How are you? Good, good. Very good. Thanks for joining us today. Tell our listeners a little bit about uh, Raising My Furry Children. Uh, tell us about the storyline and the premise of the book. Well, for, for years after I, as soon as I adopted my Brittany Spaniel, he was three months old, and I started to write down tidbits of things that he would do. I'd write little notes to myself, um, such as half a pack of gum or that he, he licked the cake that I had left out on the sink and things like that. I would keep notes to myself. And being a writer, I started to put them together in little essays, maybe Irma Bombeck link type of essays. And I would share these stories with friends fellow pet owners, and we were always laughing about them, and they would share their stories with me. So I continued to write more of them based on my Brittany at the time and my cats that I had. I had two cats at first, and then I had three, and then uh, towards the end of my Brittany's life, I had four right before he passed away. But I I would write stories about all of them, and I I started to um, ask different publications if they would be interested in maybe running them. And I found homes for a few of the stories, and uh, they would run regularly. And I, I just kept collecting the stories in a book. And um, sometime later, 
obviously my, my Brittany Spaniel, he passed away in 2007. I decided that I would put them all together into a book form and I would help American Brittany Rescue by uh, donating a portion of the proceeds to Brittany Rescue because of him, because of my Brittany speckles, because he was he was so funny and he, he'd always have me laughing and at the same time he was just a sweetheart. I had fostered a, um, a couple of Brittany Spaniels after he passed away through American Brittany Rescue and that's how I became acquainted with them and I, I wanted to help them out because of all the Britneys, obviously, that are homeless, like many other animals out there. And uh, that's that's how it came together. I, I wove it together with a beginning based on something that had happened at a local animal shelter here. It's our animal control facility, and um, they had had two cats that were left outside in a box, cardboard box, out front of the shelter one morning. And there was a note on it from the owner as to why the cats were left, and it was it touched on personal things about these cats that no one else would have ever known if the owner hadn't shared it, such as that the one cat liked to be vacuumed and that <laughs> the other cat liked to eat mozzarella cheese from Aldi. I mean, it is little particular things that showed the personality of these cats that were that had to be abandoned because the owner had said that they were dying and they were not able to take care of their cats anymore and they didn't know what to do. Mm. It sums up the fact that it, what I had been thinking for so long is that they are like our furry children and they are my children. And today I have uh, another dog that's a mixed breed. I, I have three cats. Um, two of the cats in the book that I talk about I still have, and I have one that I've adopted now. When you go to shelters, a lot of times they'll ask you about an animal. If you have to give an animal up, they will ask you about that animal's personality and what they like and what they do not like. And one of the things I remember our shelter would ask is, what else can you tell us about your pet? And I thought to myself, I'd never be able to sum it up on a couple of lines on a piece of paper. There's just no way I could. Because the more we stick with them and, and play with them and, and uh, interact with them and study them, they all have these little biographies, and they're just like little, to me, it's like, it's like a person's life. They're, it's a little encapsulated life of what they love, what their behavior. I, I think you probably understand. <laughs> with, I, I read about what you do and um, trying to unite pets with their owners, and I think you probably can relate to that fact that and most of us can, that they all yeah. have their own little personality. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I tell all the time, whether I'm on uh, doing consultations, radio, TV, where it may be, that topic comes up and they, you know, there's a specific breed of an animal. We're talking dogs, cats, whatever animal it is. And the breed will have certain characteristics, but it goes much deeper than that. And you're absolutely right. They all have their own unique personalities and we need to figure out how to work best with them and, and make sure they understand what we need. And they do become a huge part of our family. And and I think, too, that I, and my thought process in all of this is, is that the more that they know about animals that have to go to a shelter, if someone has to give them up and, and in our economy and so forth, a lot of people have unfortunately had to surrender their animals to different um, no-kill shelters, and they have to give some information about that animal. The more that a shelter knows, the quicker a lot of times they can place it. Otherwise, the animals, if you can get them into foster care, you can learn about their behavior and what they like and they do not like and if they like other cats and so forth. And it helps you to place them quicker. But if you don't know a lot about them, it's an amazing study. And my dog currently, I adopted him, and I did learn a little bit about him before I adopted him. But he has a great deal of separation anxiety and anxiety over different issues. And 
I've had to work with him and learn him. I had mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. He's had to teach me about himself, and, I, and I've, I've had to show him that I'm not leaving him like so many people had abandoned him before I came to know him. And he has his own little story, and I, and I think there are a lot, there's a lot about him I don't know because I don't have anything based on what he's been through. Yeah, I think you know. I think there's a couple of real important points there. Is the fact that first of all, if you have an animal that you can no longer take care of due to whatever situation you have, whether it's financial or you're moving or whatever it may be, there are options. There are rescue organizations that will help you with the bills in some cases. They'll allow you to become a foster of your own animal until they can find the right and perfect home for yeah, them. So. Yeah, so I think there's a lot of options out there. We just need to continue to educate the people. And I think the second thing, what you had mentioned is absolutely true because I get asked more than anything. I do a lot of work with rescue organizations and a former president of a a no-kill shelter here in Georgia. And uh, that's one thing I get asked the most. I've got a dog that I rescued. I don't know their history. Can you tell me about their history? Can you give me some uh, inside scoop? And that's very important because you need to know, uh, as you said, it helps place them a little bit quicker. Plus, it helps us humans be more at ease because we have a little bit of that history, which we desperately need to know. Yes, absolutely. And you would, I would think if we, if we could study them more, and, I'm, and by that I mean, I feel like sometimes Jane Goodall watches the apes, but I just love interacting with them and watching them and trying to get into their mind and see, I mean, you can just watch their joy over certain simple things in life, and it brings you joy. You learn their behavior and, and their every move if you're able to interact with them. I suppose it's just like, I don't have human children, so, mm-hmm. but I'm sure it's just like with a child, you, you learn their behavior. You do. I think. It, yeah, it's always fascinating, and, and I think there's great life lessons we learn from them oh, and just yeah. the, having simple pleasure of everyday things. And I applaud you for how you went about putting everything together because uh, recently I lost my, my furry boy, Buzz. He was the last of uh, the Buzz and Woody pair. And <laughs> my wife and I, we just we spent probably two weeks constantly thinking of all the great things that they used to do and we finally wrote most of them down and put them into a, a document where we can write stories or at least have a remembrance of them but they're still ongoing things that we'd sort of forgot over the past you know seven eight nine years so i think it's important and a great study in the fact that you wrote them as you saw them so you had a nice collection of stories but you also had a nice uh, memory portfolio in front of you and, when, and you know what Tim? when you go back if i go back and i look at the book and when i was putting it together there were things that I forgot, but when I read them again, it, it all just came back, <laughs> which was a lot of fun, too. And I still have that. I'll go back and I'll read it now and then, and, and those stories are there. And I know not everybody is a writer, and a lot of people have told me, I, I don't think I can write that. But you could write down simple notes, and just like you're keeping a scrapbook, mm-hmm. you could write down simple things and even pictures that they would help you to remember and live and relive what you went through. And like I said, if you unfortunately would have to find a pet in another home, that would be a wonderful thing to be able to supplement the shelter or the rescue group to yeah, ab- help find it another home. Absolutely. The character that kicked all this off is Speckles. You mentioned yeah. the uh, American Brittany <laughs> dog. Brittany, yeah. yeah. After writing all the, the notes, putting all that together in a uh, book form, chapter form, and you said you went back and read the, the stories and read the highlights, what was the, the thing that surprised you most? The thing that's sort of like, oh, I, I almost forgot that, or you know, I, I couldn't believe this after I read all about what I'd actually written over the years. I think some of them more were about um, my cats, too. I, I have a cat named Joan of Arc, and she's now, she's 12. She just turned 12. And I found her when she was one pound, and she was about one month old, and she was in the street. 
and she had um, her sibling was beside her and it had been struck by a car and she wouldn't leave beside of her sibling. Now she was only a pound. She's a little tiny little fuzzy thing. And this was at night and I didn't even know. I thought it was just trash laying in the road. Mm. So I just straddled my car tires over it and I didn't want to run over whatever it was. And I saw these eyes looking up at me and that was Joan. I went right over the top of her. Oh, <laughs> and then I stopped and I, I went back. I was like, oh my God, those are eyeballs. I got to go back and see what that is. And I picked her up and, and I picked up the other little one that was deceased. And uh, I remember she hissed at me. And she did with all of her might. You know, she says, what, one pound? But she hissed at me. But as she was growing up, I forgot the story where she'd, she'd go out in my fenced in backyard and she'd always go to one corner. Now she was the. I mean, this little girl, this, I, I, she's my warrior princess. That's why I call her Joan of Arc, because she's, such, <laughs> uh, she's a survivor. She, I mean, to be able to, and she's a, she's a feisty little girl. And she's just beautiful. And she uses that beautifulness to her to flirt with everybody, I think, too. But she'd always go to one corner of my yard. She'd climb up on that chain link fence and go right over and immediately start exploring. And it's just, you would think of that with a boy, but not a girl cat. But that, she'd just go right up over the fence. She went up the pine tree that I had right beside my house, and this thing probably went up over two stories. And, and she was just a little bitty fart. That she probably maybe like four months old or something. And she went right up the tree, and she kept going higher and higher. And I didn't know how I was going to get her down. I remember I had to call my brother and have him come over and help me go up there with a great big extension ladder to try and get her back down. But I tried spraying her with a garden hose, thinking maybe that would make her come down. <laughs> by the time I got her down... She had more little pine sap, little balls of pine sap in her fur, and she has long hair. So I just, that whole day just always makes me laugh, and I had forgotten all about that with her, but she just has, she's always been feisty. Now, the, the other one I think with Speckles is, is the funny, one of the funny things he did was he would always take off running from me. At the time I was married, and he would listen to my ex-husband. If he would, if he would call his name, he would stop. But for me, I was his buddy, and he'd just run run because Brittany said he loved to run mm-hmm. and I remember he got away from me one day and he was running towards my neighbor's in-ground pool and I just I could just envision what was going to happen and sure enough he go, he went right through the air jumped right in their in-ground pool and he's swimming around on the pool and I had to fish him out of there the whole thing was just comical as could be I I can't even <laughs> just you think about these things and you think he was just a carefree soul he loved everybody and he wanted to visit everybody and everybody came to visit him that's just the way he lived his life. He was, he was just a very friendly, sweet, sweet animal with other animals and and kids and and people. He was just, he was just a, a wonderful guy. So yeah, there were there were many stories, but those are a couple I can think of that I had forgotten about, but I had written them down. And and Tim, over the years, I like I said, I had them in different publications, but not all of them. And um, I continue to write these little stories about the animals that I have, and um, they do run in a publication that's based in Chicago, and they have magazines across the country, um, uh-huh. Tales Pet Media, and um, it's Tales Inc., TalesInc.com. Right. And they have my stories on there once a month, and um, and I just enjoy writing them, so I keep sharing them, and um, like I said, my dog has got a, he's got a fascinating history, so the things he does are, are just he blows me away. <laughs> They're all great stories, and obviously he's a testament to life. So I'm going to come back after this commercial break and talk to you a little bit more about your uh, uh, about the book, but also talk to you a little bit more about your writing and writing styles. So everybody hang tight. We'll continue our conversation with uh, Tracy Ahrens right after these messages from our sponsors. You're listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. 
Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Introducing the new Brett Michaels Pets Rock Collection exclusively at PetSmart. I created it for the pets that rock your world. Shop the Brett Michaels Pets Rock Collection and celebrate PetSmart's 25th anniversary with up to 25% off thousands of items on the PetSmart site. Plus free shipping on orders of $49 or more. Go to PetSmartDeal.com. That's PetSmartDeal.com. P-E-T-S-M-A-R-T-D-E-A-L.com. I don't make any decisions about who to hire without going to Angie's List first. You'll find reviews on home repair to health care written by people just like you. With Angie's List, I know who to call and I know the results will be fantastic. Angie's List, who you can trust. Go to Angie'sList.com forward slash rights and get 25% off any subscription. That's Angie'sList.com forward slash rights. W-R-I-T-E-S. Dyson. The new Dyson Animal Backs are powerful bagless upright backings for homes with pets. Air muscle and radio root cyclone technology generates the strongest suction power to powerfully remove dust, dirt, and pet hair from the home or car. To order your Dyson Animal Vac, go to DysonDeals.com. DysonDeals.com to order your Dyson Animal Vac today. Dyson. Music to your ears. When you're looking to add a pet into your life, consider adopting a homeless animal from your local shelter or rescue group. Whether you want a kitten, puppy, or a more mature pet, a purebred or a -a one-of-a-kind mixed breed, even a rabbit or hamster, your shelter has the best selection of animals anywhere, all screened for good health and behavior. PetLifeRadio.com presents Take Me Home with your host, Susan Daffron. Join us each week as we showcase wonderful pets, tell stories, and even throw some pet education into the mix. So get ready to find out why the pet adoption option can be a great way to add a furry companion into your life. Take me home every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back. Welcome back to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. It's your host, Tim Link, and I'm here with author Tracy Ahrens talking about her book, Raising My Furry Children. Now, Tracy, uh, with the book, if you had to, after the readers read the book, what would be the one walkaway piece you would want them to uh, get out of uh, from reading the book? I would think probably the, uh, the closing. Um, in closing, the book, I, I mentioned how uh, I lost three of the animals that I, I talk about in the very look back, and like I have, reflect on those funny and sometimes serious moments that mm-hmm. I shared with them all the way up until that last minute when I had to say goodbye to them. And to me, it was important to show that, that after that life encapsulated in those little stories, um, how we spent our last moments together. And we hope that it helps firm up a bond between the people and the pets that they have. If, if, if it's not already there, which I'm sure it is if they're a pet lover, mm-hmm. but it, it, maybe it'll help people become closer to their, their pets and, and start to watch them more closely and just soak up the, the fun times and the serious times that, that you share together. Um, 
it was hard for me to re- relive all those things in the closings that yeah, I'm sure I, I shared the book with you and I'm sure you read um, mm-hmm. because a couple of the situations were pretty traumatic when I lost my uh, pets and, and, and you know, their, their lives are short. Yes. <laughs> we don't get blessed with a, a lengthy time with them. So I think it, in, in that aspect, they're a gift to us too because we need to soak all of it up as fast as we can and enjoy every moment that we have because you never know. You just never know when it's going to be over. The same thing goes with people in your life. And I would hope the people, they read to the end of it, and hopefully they'll feel that connection too with their pet, that, that closeness. Yeah, and I think you did a great job with the book. Is you know overall, and the stories are, are great. They're funny. They're interesting. I think they're they're very relatable. And then the, with the closing, obviously, I think we've anyone that's lost a pet has gone through that, and it's good to actually part of that mending process, part of that healing process, to uh, to hear those stories and to, and to see how other people uh, heal over time. Yeah. How long have you been writing about animals in general? Um, I probably started. Shortly after I started out of college writing for a newspaper, I had uh, I had found the publication in Chicago called the Pet Times. They had a newspaper in Chicago. It was, of course, about pets and shelters and so forth there. And I had found out that they had started, and and that's where I started sharing my columns at the time. So I always had that outlet, and and for the publication I wrote for daily, a daily newspaper in my hometown of Kankakee, Illinois, which is uh, just south of Chicago, about an hour, we started to have a a weekly pet page, per se, and a a special section once a year for um, Be Kind to Animals Weekend. I just always shared and liked putting that together because of my love for the animals. And then when I adopted my my dog Speckles, I, I, of course, started writing about him and, and my pets at that time, just privately. And so I, I would think it would stem back to there that when I started. And I've, I've been writing since um, professionally since about 92, I think, now. <laughs> it's been a good 20 years that I've been, um, been writing for newspapers and, and magazines and the like. That's great. And you mentioned earlier you have a, a regular articles uh, in writing on the uh, Tells Media, Pet Media yeah. Group at tellsinc.com. Yeah. Yeah. I continue to share the stories about my current pets there and um, and pictures of them. And it's a lot of fun. And the feedback that I get from people is what I love because they'll they'll tell me stories about what they've their pets have done or or they'll just write back in a simple thing and say, That's a cool dog, you know. <laughs> and to me that's like, Oh yeah, he's and I, I I just hope that other people are able to connect and and to feel maybe somewhat of what I feel and and hopefully be closer to animals in general. I just, I don't know. I just, I just love them because I, I've just always been around animals since I was a child. And I actually was going to be a veterinarian. That was my thought when I was younger. And I changed majors right after I started college and I became an English major. And I still have been able to help animals and and people in that regard with my writing. And, and I do volunteer work with animal organizations here in town, humane organizations, They're usually mostly fundraising, or if they need me to write something, I will write something for newsletters or, or the like. But um, I try to help in that regard as much as I, I possibly can. Yeah, continue to help those animals in uh, different fashions. Well, let me ask you then, as far as writing for an online magazine or a newspaper, what are the differences or nuances in doing that compared to trying to put together uh, stories for a, a book? 
You know, I, the ones that I write online, I, I've been blessed with the fact that I can I can write them individually like a column, as uh, like I said, an, an Irma Bombeck link type of a, a piece, but when you put them all in the book, you need to weave it together in some way so that it's going to be cohesive, and that was the challenge with the, the book, is that how would I put all these together so that they would be cohesive? I, I had to emphasize in the beginning what it all inspired this, but we decided between my publisher at Weaving Dreams Publishing and myself to put them into groups. So when you read the book, you're going to read about Speckles, my dog. I will put together, I have an introduction about how we met and um, a portrait because I'm also an, an artist and I have drawn a lot of pet portraits. So I have his portrait that I drew when he was three months old and uh, how we met and then his stories. Then I put my cat's stories together with each of their individual portraits and how we met and um, then their stories and then I put together ones that were about all of them together at the end and then of course the closing so I, I needed to put it all together Tim is I think you've written two quite a few publications haven't you yeah <laughs> reading about you <laughs> yeah, thank you I appreciate that yeah I, I've published before and I'm uh, working on that the next book and we yeah That's I write good. frequently uh, for online and print magazines and yeah I always like to hear uh, different writers viewpoints of that because there are some some similarities but it's not as similar as what you think and uh, yeah. you know but trying you to put it together you have to have that cohesive flow and some way that, uh, and I wanted it to be able to, so that people could go back if they remembered a story and they wanted to share it with somebody else just for fun or say, oh, you got to read this, you got to read this near because it's just like, it's like Spot or whoever. They could just open up and say, this was, this was about the dog, this was about the cats, and and I'm hoping that people do it. I'm, I hope that people read it and they, they laugh and they're able to share it with someone else to say, oh God, that reminds me of my cat or that explains why my cat doesn't and I'm not alone type of a thought mm-hmm. because I still share these stories with people I work with and and um, just people I meet when I go to the humane functions that um, I attend and we just share stories and they just start flowing. And you probably know what I mean. People start laughing and they're suddenly they're shaking like they're shaking a dog toy and things like that. Yeah, exactly. Which is, it just always cracks me up because people say, what is wrong with you people? Well, I'm just talking about my dog. <laughs> it's a great commonality. It's a great uh, putting everybody on the same level because no matter who you meet, you know, I've had opportunities to, uh, to interview and talk to uh, celebrities, TV, movies, books, and you name it. And your personalities and traits and things, your experience may be slightly different but boy if you mention you've got a dog or a cat or a bird or a fish they've had one uh, all of a sudden it puts you on the same playing field yeah and you're able to open up and just start to start talking about these things that and i'm sure it's the same with people that have human children they just they can just start talking about what their kids do and and this is what i know too i mean I, i just love being with them and and watching them and drawing them. I feel a connection when I draw a portrait too. So that's why I decided I'd put them all in this book so that it was a tribute to the animals that I had met um, or animals that uh, good friends of mine have had that they would be able to have those in there and, and show people how many animals that I've known over the years. Oh, that's just a handful that's in there. But, <laughs> but I, just, I continue to draw more and I hope to put together another book someday pretty much based on these guys that I have now and and my dog trucker who I mentioned before he has um quite a history of uh, being abandoned and he's been through a lot and I'll just tell you that he uh, my current dog when he was a puppy was thrown out of a semi truck mm-hmm. and 
his wife's name is Trucker because the first people that had him when after they rescued him named him Trucker. But that's how his life started. So he's been through some some crazy things in his life, and he met me and uh, like I've written in a recent column, he um, he laid on my lap in a pet store and he sighed. He just let out a big sigh and just melted in my lap. And I, it was the most relaxed and coachable he seemed to have been in months since he had been at the shelter and no one wanted him based on his anxiety. And I couldn't let him go. It was like he told me, I'm home. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. I'm yours. Sigh of relief, you're finally home. I, you know what, I, I mean, I'm sure people that listen to this will understand that. You, you, there's just some some that you meet and they just, you, you know it's meant to be. They're supposed to be with you. And, and I had waited two years before I, I brought another dog full-time into my house after Speckles passed away and that's how Trucker came into my life. And He's a special. I I call him Trucker Josiah Tim because Josiah is a a name that came to me in a dream, and I did not know why, but I looked it up, and it's a biblical name, as many of you probably know, and it means saved by God. And so his name is Trucker Josiah <laughs> because he truly has been saved many, many times, believe me, from the stories that I've heard and know about him. He's been saved many, many times. Ah, I love that. That's great. That's great. Wonderful. Congratulations once again. The book's called Raising My Furry Children. Tracy did a great job with it. Where can people find out more about you and the book? They can go to my website, Tim. They can go to um, Raising My Furry Children, and I have it at .weebly.com. That's W-E-E-B-L-Y.com. That's RaisingMyFurryChildren.weebly.com. And they can connect to my website, too, through there, and um, they can purchase. And you can find it at uh, Barnes & Noble. You can order it. You can order it at Amazon.com. And a portion of the proceeds, as I say, go to American Brittany Rescue and the American Humane Association. And uh, so I'm pretty much not making anything off this book, Tim. It's all going to charity. Uh, I, I know that so. feeling. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the way I feel, and that's what I wanted to do. So I hope it'll, I hope it'll help. Absolutely. It'll definitely help. So everybody go out and pick up a copy of, of the book. It's a great book, great stories, great pictures in here. Uh, you're a fabulous artist and um, obviously it goes back to uh, good charities as well. So once again, yeah. it's uh, Raising My Furry Children by uh, Tracy Aarons. Tracy, thanks for coming on to uh, Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Okay. Thank you, Tim. Thanks so much. Well, we're, uh, we're coming to the end of the show today. I'd like to thank everyone for listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. I'd also like to thank our sponsors and producers for making the show possible. To find out more about me, Tim Link, and the other guests I've interviewed on the Animal Rights Show and the stories in my blog, you can go to Pet Life Radio. That's PetLifeRadio.com, and you can download all the interviews and episodes, read the blogs, and find out more about what's going on. That's uh, PetLifeRadio.com. Click on the Animal Rights uh, tab. And while you're there, make sure you check out all the other wonderful shows and hosts on Pet Life Radio. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for this show, please email me. You can email me at tim at petliferadio.com. That's tim at petliferadio.com. And I'll be glad to answer your questions, entertain your comments, and bring on the people you want to hear from the most. So until next time, write a great story about the animals in your life. Share it in a blog, article, or in a book. And who knows? You may be the next guest on Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Have a great day. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.